Welcome to the Introspection Banter Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Gabe. So, Gabe, what's your favorite mythological creature? Hmm. So let me tell you about one of the uh, interesting mythological creature, or I guess, I guess it would technically be more of a cryptid. I was going to say maybe the chupacabra, which originated in Puerto Rico, but has somehow migrated over to like southwestern America and Mexico. That's an interesting one. Uh, <laughs> I don't I definitely would not have gone for that. I, I probably would have said like Griffin or something. <laughs> Griffin? Yeah. Actually, yeah, now, now you have me it. wondering, are cryptids like mythology? So that's an interesting question, right? I, I certainly think they have foundation in it. Well, I mean, like, what is mythology if not, like, random stories that you start making up? And that's what cryptids essentially start out as. I mean, yeah. like, there's some there's some argument to be made that some of the cryptids shown uh, may actually be animals that are mistaken for, like, weird animals. Like, I think the Mothman, I, I genuinely believe the Mothman was literally just a giant owl that people kept seeing in the area and, like, kept exaggerating until like it became like this massive story like uh story about like this giant creature going around talking like scaring people because if you look, look at the original depictions of him and they literally describe him, like this fluffy ass weird moth looking thing i'm like 90 percent sure that was just a fucking a giant ass owl <laughs> just flying a boat you know i i see what you're saying I, th- I think it gets interesting, too, because there's some... And I remember my brother had a book on cryptids, and some of them are, like, way more believable than others. Like, the chupacabra. I mean, when you get down to, like, the whole, like, is it, like, a sick dog or something? Or a coyote? Uh, that really yeah. makes an interesting standpoint. But I know, like, the cryptids book had, like, the one... Like, Baba Yaga was in there. Not a fucking cryptid. <laughs> No, I swear. What the fuck? The fucking witch? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. My favorite cryptids. The chupacabra, sasquatch, and this old woman that lives in a cabin with chicken legs in the woods. <laughs> Who the fuck wrote that book? I Don't ask me. Fire them. Mythology is a weird concept in general. Well, I mean, it's like uh, myths tend to just be like foundational um, stories that are told by cultures, right? Yeah. And people do sort of believe in them. I mean, there's a con- connotation nowadays when people talk about mythology that they mean like uh, the pantheon of some sort of culture. Like when I say Greek mythology, you think of the Greek gods, but mythology really is just stories passed down that uh, unlike legends aren't based in fact, they're just there, like uh, certain beliefs that they hold. Like, uh, certain myths may not be the foundation for certain religions. They just might just be things that are told within a community. Sometimes just to explain, like, why things are the way they are. You know? Yeah, like with, uh, humanity, the, the world in general. Well, like, you know, one of my favorite myths, and I think I've told you about it before, is the explanation as to why vaginas exist the way they exist. It's like a Native American myth where apparently vaginas at one point had teeth. And this guy's like daughters would eat people with their vaginas because they had teeth. But then some dude was like, I got to stop these people from eating people with their vaginas. So he went, he went up to their house, which was also made of vaginas, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Gave them a sort of medicine which caused... The uh, cause their vaginas to lose all their teeth, and thus now they could only suck, and thus explains why vaginas don't have teeth. It is Take one of note. the weirdest myths I have ever read. Take note, guys. Me and Gabe had the same Native American uh, history class where we also learned about some of the mythology, and Gabe remembers that one, and I remember uh, some people climbing out of a tree. Oh yeah, there's that one too, explaining how they got to the area. The duality of men. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mythology has a pretty impact, pretty big impact on culture. I mean, it is the foundation tied in with it. religion. Yeah, right. foundation, yeah. 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 So, like, um, you see this especially in, like, Europe. 
when you think about Europe, it's just a bunch of land that has uh, divided itself between like different nation states nowadays. And a lot of that has to do with the fact of like identity, right? Why did yeah. the people in the Gaul Peninsula decide to unite under French, like under like the, the banner of France, right? And part of it's like the politics, right? But the other thing is too is like the identity of the people, and that identity uh, is shaped by the culture that was made. And a part of the culture there, especially in the early days, would have been the mythology that was shared. In France, you have like the uh, Song of Roland, right? Which is about Charlemagne and his twelve peers. Specifically, it's about how Roland cost the lives of a bunch of the uh, other paladins. Because he was too arrogant to blow a fucking hole. Muslims were attacking. But that's considered to be one of the foundational like uh, one of the foundational pieces of literature for France. But it's really just mythology because chances are, like, while there was a battle involving Charlemagne and his twelve peers against some Muslims, probably most of the shit told in the legends about them aren't like actually real. And while technically I guess that falls into the category of more legend than myth, it, it's the mm. same concept. It's you make up these stories. Uh, everyone hears them. Uh, the person down the street hears them, and you guys now have like a shared like uh, connection with one another. Because hey, we both we both value these people, these stories. Uh, so we're not that different from one another. We speak the same language, more or less. And essentially, you create like a shared identity with one another, right? So you have the French in this part, of the world, or at least the uh, this what's it called, the Languedoc-speaking French people. And then you have a different identity. It's down the, down the road. And it's like, oh, those are the Spaniards, right? They have a whole different set of myths that they started listening. A bunch of stories that they started to, uh, what's it called? That they hold dear to themselves. Yeah. I think uh, it's interesting how some cultures, you see this especially with the Greeks and the Romans, uh, integrate other mythologies into their own yeah you know what that's happens the thing with like myths is that a lot of times even like studying them nowadays we lose a lot of the context behind them because yeah. they are unique to a culture even when like uh even when they integrate other mythologies a lot of times a lot of that context is lost for instance do you know what uh what's it called when what's her name goddess of beauty in greek aphrodite when Aphrodite uh, was, was first included into the Greek pantheon, you know, originally she was also a goddess of war as well. No, I did not know that. I know Ares. Yeah. Was, yeah. Well, Ares took on that mantle. And you notice they're okay. tied together. Yeah. The idea was that the Greeks couldn't understand how a woman could also be beautiful and goddess of war as well. So they were like, nah, she's just a goddess of beauty. But then look at how the Romans took her and turned into Venus. She was still a goddess of beauty, but they also tied it back into her warrior aspect. Why? Because the Romans were a warlike people, were, were very warrior-like, and they conquered a good portion of the world. So you see how like it changes. Same with Dion, uh, Dionysus, if I'm not mistaken. God of, uh, was it, partying and wine? Yeah. Was originally also the had a domain of was also part of the deaf domain yet the greeks sort of forgot about the whole deaf thing because they really liked wine and partying see how it changes as like a different culture like takes it it's thought that pandora also was some sort of like goddess for like an earlier an earlier forgotten and lost uh, religion that viewed her as like some sort of patron but uh when the greeks took her story they just turned her into like, oh, look at this uh, foolish woman opening a box and causing all the bad things in the world to like appear. Yeah, I didn't know some of these. Uh, you, uh, it's mythology is fun to like. Yeah, I, I know about okay. the bull of uh, Minos. Do you know about that one? The bull and what? Mi Minos. Minos? I don't yeah, know. Minotaur. That one. No, the Minotaur. Yes, I know about that one. You know, like uh, the theories behind how he got into the mythology. Like the Greek mythology? Maybe not. Tell me what they are. Uh, so there was an island. I think it was might have been Crete or something like that. I don't remember entirely. But uh, it was theorized that this island was like way before like the Greeks at the time, like 200 years before or so. And they went there investigating the place. And they had very strange architecture that they weren't familiar with. 
and it's maze like like a labyrinth and this island used the bull as a lot of their like it was very important to them the bull was so they put a lot of bull uh designs on the walls and i believe there were like a bunch of skeletons there i don't remember how like that culture like ended and like some of that you can see mixed into the Greek mythology of today with the labyrinth and the bull at the center of the labyrinth. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's like, like I said, like you said, like, it, or was it me or you? It doesn't matter. It, mythology changes, you know, based on the context yeah. of the people and uh, telling the story or writing yeah, it I, or like, reinterpreting it. Cause that happens too. Uh, like with, uh, like mm -hmm. you know about the all mother the all mother what's that like a lot of cultures before they accepted like uh like i think there's like before greek mythology and stuff because a lot of cultures started out as uh praying to a goddess that represented the earth and fertility and i, I think this is similar to i'm trying to think uh the goddess name. I think it begins with a G. Either way, like an all-caring sort of motherly figure. Yeah, like, okay. You know, you say that, I'm thinking of some of the native traditions over here in the West. Uh, in, Nor in the Americas, usually have mothers at the center of the pantheon. Yeah. Like, uh, or if not at the center, they have, like, really high positions in the pantheon. And I I'm interested to know, like, what happened to them? Like, are they still, uh, like, leading figures? Uh, so, in Europe, I think it kind of switched over to the more patriarchal system. Yeah, that's actually, that's where I, I wanted to know. Uh, I wanted to know if you knew about that. <laughs> well, I mean, like, even, like, what I said about Pandora, right? Here's, like, yeah. a female goddess, and all. Oh, we're just going to suddenly turn her into, like, an idiot in our new, like, view religion, you know? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, like the other thing too is like how um you notice this like in Europe, but like it didn't happen in the Americas. In the Americas, I think their religions or their myths stayed the same. Problem was that then when the Europeans arrived, they kind of destroyed some of them or didn't allow them to like continue evolving on their own. I think like... some of it was the big cultures at the time, like Romans and Greece. They had such a major influence. Well, yeah, well, because, like, they were both conquerors. Like, there was Alexander the Great, who conquered a good portion of the world, spreading heliclism, mm -hmm. and the Romans, too, which kind of forced people to uh, spread their own, like, follow the uh, whole worship cult that they had. Uh, then you had, uh, especially in Europe, you had Christianity uh, kind of becoming the dominant religion, which kind of then reinterpreted all those other myths into, say, into, like, a... Uh, these pagan religions kind of sort of became like all these uh, about evil things, right? Yeah. I mean, the whole archetype for like Satan, for like the WoW, was based off Pan because they were just trying to demonize Pan. Pun not intended. Then in the opposite end, you also had the Arabic uh, Empire, the Muslim Empire also like spreading Islam through other parts of the world. So that, that became the dominant religion in other parts, which kind of like, also, did the same thing that Christianity did to like some of the pagan religions. Uh, at some point, they did allow like peaceful like, existence of like different groups, but I don't know. At some point, it kind of started to change. See that, especially like uh, if you look at like Orthodox Coptics in uh, Egypt, how they were treated, and how they're still treated sometimes, unfortunately, over there. A okay. lot of, like, yeah, there's a lot of argument there, unfortunately, on both sides, but. Religion, religion's a sort of mythology. Yeah, I, I wish I it. knew more about like Asian mythology. So do I. I think because I, I mean we're definitely finding a lot of connections in Greek and like European mythology in general. But like I, I, I don't really know enough Asian mythology to bring any of those connections up. We're both. I mean, we're both like uh, Americans, so I don't think we would know much about like our Eastern counterparts, unfortunately. Yeah. I know a little bit about Shinto, but it's a very, at a very superficial level from, like, just watching anime. I just know the tale of Princess Kaguya. That's a good one. Uh, that's not, that. that's like, 
I think shared by a bunch of, right? Like China and Japan both look at that myth together. I think you might be right. I'm not entirely sure, like, though. Yeah. It's Kaguya. That's a good one. Do you yeah. know of, uh, I don't know if it would count as mythology, but like Journey to the West? Have you? Yeah, heard that's anything? that very famous Chinese story. Right. Would that be considered mythology? I mean, involves... aren't there like some mythological like creatures in it? Well, so I assume so the mythological characters are in it, like monkey. And I guess yeah, I was gonna say, isn't that. there a talking monkey or some sort of traveling monkey? Yeah, I think it's like the monkey king or whatever. Sun Wukong, that's who he is. Uh, Buddha appears in it, or at least in the uh... yeah, yeah, Buddha's in it. I'm pretty sure, like in the beginning part where they talk about monkey. Yeah. He... I mean. I will say, if it's not mythology, I, I don't know much about that story, but uh, if it's not mythology, then it'd definitely be one of those things that maybe it's a legend. And you could say this about a lot of stuff like Gilgamesh. Uh, mm, Gilgamesh. I mean, we don't know if Beowulf was ever actually a real person. I think Gilgamesh would fall under the legend category because Gilgamesh did exist. And I'm glad you are reading Gilgamesh, right? Hmm? Hmm? Are you reading Gilgamesh, yeah. young man? Yeah. Okay, you better be reading Gilgamesh. Because Gilgamesh was an actual king, so thus we know that there was at least some facts. Kind of like King Arthur. We're pretty sure King Arthur probably did exist. Probably didn't do most of the stuff in his stories, but... What? Was real at one point. Yeah, I'm sorry, Anthony. He didn't pull a sword out of a fucking lake that was gifted to him by some sort of no. like nymph. <laughs> What's the other version? He pulled it out of the stone or something like that? Yeah, that is the other or, version. Well, that's the thing. is like There's contradictory stories about him, too, because he's become a legend. Legends have a tendency of taking like actual facts and then making them larger than life, you know? To the point where we don't even know like, what's real anymore. That's true. Yeah, I kind of wonder what the entire purpose of legends are. Mythology. I think legends really are just ty a different type of mythology. But they use actual people. They use actual or like people. events. Like we've built, like take a country like ours, where yeah. we don't have that thousands of years of tradition, right? I mean, there's the Native Americans, but that's their own culture. The American culture, which started when we, you know, started colonizing this this land and taking it from the natives, it was uh, we didn't have like that sort of like thousand years tradition, so we had to create our own mythology, and we used whatever was around us. Look at all the like the myths and leg like all the myths surrounding like some of the founding fathers, because we started making our own. Oh, you are correct. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's also like forcibly creating mythology. A uh, great example, I think, is Washington Irving's like a uh, sketchbook of Jeffrey Crayon. The whole gist of it is like here's this guy, kind of like looking around, different uh, grabbing different stories from America's quote unquote. So he created the myth of uh, Rip Van Winkle. Headless Horsemen, which were based off older forms of mythology from like the old countries, hmm. but Americanized them because uh, yeah. I think that's what that's what serves. And it's an artificial mythology. It's not one that developed naturally. It's just one that Irving put out there and has since taken their own life. Right? Because I think yeah. Sleepy Hollow, like the town of Sleepy Hollow, like does their own celebration of like the Headless Horsemen, like I think yearly. Because they know it's such a big like thing now in Amer in the American pop culture. I hell, yeah. I live I live in New Jersey. We have the Jersey Devil over here. That's a myth that's kind of just like <laughs> sprouted over here. You see you have authors. A bunch of shit. Hmm? Wait, Sorry? what? Oh, I was, I was gonna say you see authors make their own mythology quite often. Yeah, uh, like Lovecraft. Yeah, I was just about to bring him up. Lovecraft has the Cthulhu mythos. Which uh, he made from the ground up, but he, I'm pretty sure he based it off a lot of other things. I know a lot of people have pointed out that there seems to be, at least in the literary philosophy of it, there seems to be a lot of uh, connections with like Islamic Sufism. Suf I don't know if I'm pronouncing that properly. Oh, yeah? yeah, which is interesting considering uh, Lovecraft's uh, not exactly the most open to like other cultures, to Races. say the least. Caution. Yeah, for the most part, uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly what his thoughts were on like Arabs and Muslims. To be honest, I know he liked the Asians. Funny enough, he did oh. talk, or at the very least, he liked the Japanese because he did talk about their culture in a positive light in a lot some of his letters. 
But a lot of people have pointed out that there's a lot of like uh, a lot of the creatures and some of the stories that Lovecraft wrote have some elements of Sufism in it, hmm. which is interesting. But Lovecraft made his own mythology from the ground up, creating creatures, uh, purposely contradicting sometimes some of the things in his stories, just like actual mythology does. Because you're not going to have like a perfect like uh, presentation of a character if different people are writing stories and legends based off them, right? Yeah, that's true. Especially if they're thousands, hundreds, like very old. Mm-hmm. Like uh, how Athena is like the goddess of wisdom and war in Greek mythology, yet she in another story gets jealous and turns a woman into like a spider monster. So like, what's the point? <laughs> Which version of Athena is the accurate one? thing is it's both because it's just different writers from different uh different periods of like history like taking their own spin on a character yeah i, I will say like modern interpretations you see a lot of uh different ways of the greek gods displayed i mean a lot of the same foundation look at uh we want to talk about like reinterpretation just look at religion's a great example of how it changes over time to better fit like the culture that's in and how stories and characters kind of like have different reinterpretations. The story of was it Abraham and his son who's about to be set who Abraham's about to sacrifice to God in its original original telling was probably the explanation as to why the Jews or they weren't called Jews at the time, why the Hebrews, uh, the Hebrew tribes did not sacrifice their firstborn. Because it was a very common practice in those days, but yet they didn't do it. So they created a, uh, this story about how God had told them, well, you don't got to do that. That's the point of the story. Then you have Christians reinterpreted as, look at how faithful Abraham is. He would sacrifice his own son for God. And they completely changed the, uh, the meaning of it. Same with like the Satan figure in the Bible. In the Old Testament, there is no like evil like Satan character. There is a Satan uh, who appears in Job, but he is a follower of God, if you notice, in that whole book. Literally shows up for, like, a meeting. God asks him, what you've been doing? He says, I've been roaming the earth. And then he goes, and God's like, hey, have you seen Job? He's like, yeah, but you know what, God? I don't think he would follow you if, uh, if you, like, didn't bless him so much. And then God's just like, go fuck with him. And Satan's like, I, that's it. He listens to God that whole book. He's not the bad guy. Well, he's the bad guy to Job, but he's not the bad guy. Like how Christians present him like later on. Or how the serpent somehow is now retied, recontextualized in Christian mythology as, the, as also the devil. Yet there's no connection by like the Hebrew people in the Old Testament with that. It's just the serpent. Like there's nothing about that serpent that would imply that it's the devil. And uh, I told you how the serpent... Uh, I'm pretty sure I've told you this before, how that also related to the, like, all-mother concept that they prayed to. Yeah. What yeah, was it? it was like, like one uh, of her divine pets or something. Interesting. Again, with the whole, like, patriarchy overtaking the matriarch in uh, ancient, the ancient matriarch is being replaced by, like, the more uh, male-dominated, called uh, religion. Probably mm-hmm. just as a reflection of like this, how society also kind of changed. I mean, think yeah. I th- in, mo- in most cultures, I think it's always the one who can provide more is usually the most dominant, like in society. So mm-hmm. you have, you have like in a in Europe and whatnot, it's males probably because they were the ones who supplied the house with most income or resources. Whereas if you look at some of like the Native American societies, they were very female dominated. Like they might have, they might vote like the, you would have like the female, the, the females in the clans vote on a male for the chief. But really his role was just to lead men into battle. Ultimately the power rested on them. And they're probably one of the reasons for that was probably because uh, despite the, uh, despite the whole like, stereotype native americans were not necessarily good hunters so thus you had you had women doing the whole agriculture aspect and guess what if that's really the main way how you're going to get food for the next few uh, months 
they're probably going to become the more dominant members of society to begin with. It's and it's like something that we see repeated throughout like different cultures, not just in specific ones. Yeah, I mean mythology changes. Well, mythology is also mythology reflects also like the society that it's in at that point. Yeah. Right, because uh, you have uh, the going back to the Christian example of Satan. Like, you need now a bad guy figure for your religion to get people to join your church. So you just grab whatever you had written down and just be like, "Hey, this is now the bad guy." Satan made a jump from this caricature. It would appear like an old school, like a uh, old like plays, into like this evil malignant figure who had agents all over Earth by the end of like the bubonic plague time. For some reason, I guess they need a scapegoat for all the suffering they were going through. Mythology's weird. Yeah, is what I'm getting at. It's yeah, ever changing. I can agree with that. So, I mean, some of the stories are pretty interesting, and uh, all that. I I don't like some of the like American mythology. Like Paul Bunyan's just a weird one. You know about him? Uh, yeah, that's the guy who I always greet when I'm going down like the. I'm not going to say the name of the street, actually, because that might give away where I live. But uh, when I get off like the interstate and I'm passing by and I see a big ass statue of him in like the lumber yard, I'm like, what the fuck? I, I don't know anything about like the origin of that story, but it bothers me how much it is similar to the uh, one guy that could break rocks. Remember, was it John something? John Henry. The black John one. Henry. Yeah. He's the black. But on the other side, you got Paul Bunyan, this white guy who's going to do almost like the stories are very similar, except instead of breaking rocks, he's chopping wood. I wonder which came first. I don't know. You think you think maybe Paul Bunyan, like a whitewashed version of John Henry? Yeah, we we haven't used the concept folklore. I I didn't even think of that. American folklore is a type of mythology. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like I, th- I think we're really is the context myth. When people say mythology, they think of like the gods of Greece and whatnot. But that's the like, I think a lot of minds go to that. I mean, hell, we tied it into cryptids. Yeah, and cryptids, I guess, would be more intrinsically tied to folklore when you think about it, right? Because it's usually regional. Yeah. It yeah. Like Jersey Devil might be a cryptid. We talked about him too, and that's heavily tied into like the New Jersey folklore, local folklore of my state. You. I don't know what's up with your state. You guys got like a bunch of haunted places. I think you have have the seven gates of hell over there. Silent Hill. You have the the literal the literal uh, inspiration for the Silent Hill movie (laughs) in Centralia. That's not really folklore though. That's an actual (laughs) tragedy. Anthony, (laughs) Pennsylvania is a uh, fucked up place to live. Oh hell yeah. You got your, like, you got like the weird ass shit. You got the seven gates of hell, a town that's literally burning underneath. You got the the Mason Dixon line. No, no, the Mason Dixon line is not in Pennsylvania, is it? That's the line that separates Pennsylvania to Maryland. Ah, you got the cultural Mason Dixon line there, though. <laughs> <laughs> Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yin say pop instead of soda, which is fucking weird. Uh yeah. Happens. Yeah, yeah, y'all are weird down there. It, it, it depends on where you live in Pennsylvania, I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pennsylvania is as weird as mythology. Are we sure Pennsylvania is just isn't just a mytholo- mythological state? That Alan just depends. <laughs> uh, oh no. I I can be honest, I don't know anything about Allentown. <laughs> I, I was just like, yo, let, let me see if I can start some beef. I want someone from Allentown to listen to this and be like, what did he say? What the fuck you just saying? <laughs> don't do that, because then they're just going to attack New Jersey like everyone else does. I don't know why people attack New Jersey when Florida exists. Come on, man. Whatever That's New cool. Jersey got, Whatever New Jersey got going on, Florida got it ten times worse. Wait, wait, you think Florida man's uh, mythology? <laughs> Florida man, that's a good. Florida man has entered into the common vernacular as like its own separate Folk noun. It's a, it's yeah, a noun. Yeah. It's like a noun. Like it Florida is. man. Florida man is no longer like an adjective to apply to like a suspect in a in a in an incident or anything. It's literally a noun. Like a Florida man did this. I I've seen it used like in newspapers. Like it in like they'll usually write like 
uh, New Jersey man. But no, instead, there's like Florida man. It's it's getting to a point where non-English speakers are getting confused as to why Florida man takes gets so much special attention. And Americans have to like explain to them why, because Florida man is an entity onto itself. Lovecraft may have given birth to like Cthulhu and like Abathon with Azathoth, but America gave birth to Florida man. It's ten times worse. Put it back. <laughs> Put it back. Tell the Seminoles they can have the state. We're we're leaving the the land to them. It's no longer part of the union. It's unincorporated territory. Ain't nothing good. Ain't nothing good down there in Florida. <laughs> what, what did uh, Jeff Dunham say? What, he was like, leave it to the Cubans to get there. I, I I don't know what comedy skit you're referencing. I, I know Jeff uh, Dunham. Yeah, I think it was with like Walter, the uh, old man. How the hell did we get here? We're talking about mythology. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, be, uh, because mythology relates back to culture. Oh my god! Oh my <laughs> and god! And then we dude. started talking about cultural mythology. I would not be I would not be uh, surprised if like a couple decades from now we have mythology surrounding Florida man. Like Florida man becomes like a certain like an actual like a uh, character in mytho- in like American mythology. You make me think of, like more recent mythology. You know what? This just made me think of creepy pastas a little bit too. Creepy pastas are a form of folklore. Which I would say is a form of mythology. <laughs> I feel like you're slowing down as you're saying that. Like, you brought up a good point and I hate you it. You brought up a good point, sir. <laughs> and I don't want to admit it, but I'm fucking pissed and I have to, like, give you the credit for it. Slender Man is a yeah, myth. That, that was my first thought. Jeff the Killer is another myth. Shittily written, but a myth. Shittily written, but a myth. Myth nonetheless. Fucking all those like weird like shit you share to people on the internet is like a fucking myth. Hell, those email chains, those cursed email chains that people send each other are myths. Technically, we I mean, think about it. They're horror stories people tell each other, like old lead, like well, not legends because they're not based in truth, but old like myths of like folklorish, like do this or like fucking seven days. I don't know. Sadako's gonna come out of your TV and like kill you or something. They're all like part of that sort of weird internet mythology, which uh, doesn't really have one country to it. It's just like the internet. It's shared like on a global scale in hell. Like just like mythology, people like to create stuff for it too. Like the whole like a uh, fake portrait of a uh, slender man that w- death fighting the soldier and it has like multiple arms. That shit's fake. I don't know why people keep bringing that up about like why Slender Man is real by looking at that because that drawing is photoshopped to have those extra arms. All those, Fucking duh. Those old myths. Yeah, all those <laughs> myths. All those myths of like the tall man in German or whatever. Also bullshit. They might have some small basis. Like there may be like a reference to like a tall man in German mythology or whatever, but it's like it has nothing to do with Slender Man. People are adding shit to it just to give it more credence. Which is something you see a lot in mythology. You have like people like sometimes. Um, so there's like this old legend uh, called I forget. There's like two versions of it. One where uh, the guy like like his son died or whatever or something like that, or his family got burnt to ash because some kids were like at a camp were like messing with him. Uh, so he went and slaughtered the kids. Then the people in the camp killed him. But now his soul like haunts the camp and like kills people. The second version of that myth is that he kills people with his fingernails, and his name's like Freddy Fingernails, and people say that's where uh, fucking Freddy from Freddy Krueger was thought of. Yet the second version of that myth does not exist before fucking did not exist before uh, up until Nightmare on Elm Street was released. So they literally like retroactively created a myth. Or create a different version of a myth just to be like mine came first. Even though that's not the case. Mm. So people make bullshit up just to like, uh, just I guess to feel special about themselves. Or just to like, um, what to call the, I forget, there's a term for it. Retro something for when you create myths to explain something new. Or false myths. Just to like, and just to try to pass it off as like it was an older tale that 
Uh, but in reality, it's something modern. I don't have a clue what I that would be I don't know what it's called. But shit like that happens. Speaking of weird mm-hmm. mythology, another on topic of like mythology inspiring other things. Did you know there's an old... Uh, in New Jersey, there's a camp called Camp Crystal Lake. I did not. Yeah, and there's an old tale about Crosby. The Biden oh. Crosby, he lost his son. Crosby, it's always a myth unto itself. I'll explain that in a second. But Crosby, in this version of the Crosby myth, his son drowned. So then he started killing the camp counselors in revenge, which is exactly like a specific horror film. You know the yeah, one. I, yeah, I was going to mention that because it was Crystal Lake. The funny thing is that this version of the myth is way before the whole Jason franchise came out because there are records of it back from like i think the 1930s published in like newspaper clippings or like local journals which is weird because then crosby also became a horror movie i forget what it was called but it's about like a axe maniac or whatever now you were going to say something before i cut you off what were you going to say oh well i was going to bring up that camp crystal lake thing because i was yeah gonna ask if that was the place from the fucking uh one movie i can't think of it it don't matter though um, 13th, Friday 13th. Yeah, I, I, I question that too. I think it might just be a coincidence, honestly. Or like subconsciously, yeah. like they might have used it as reference without even thinking about it. Yeah, we're what's your about, like, favorite mythology? My favorite myth? Or like my favorite like group of mythology? Uh, I mean, any way you want to answer it, I'm fine. My with. favorite like group, or like the Hebrew myth, as Hebrew mythology? Yeah. Before, before, uh, uh, the Christian reinterpretation. A lot of the shit that, uh, especially like starting from like the Second Temple period, that's when you really see things like sectionalism enter like a lot of their mythology writing. So you actually have start seeing like fallen angels start to become a play. A lot of the stuff that came out from this era of like the Hebrew religion, or I guess at this point they would be called Jews, uh, you actually see influence like early Christianity, despite none of it making into the canon Bible. Things like the books of Enoch, the book of the book of Watchers, the book of Jubilees. I don't know. Uh, things like oh, there's a group of fallen angels, something which would play into the whole Satan myth later on down the line. Yet none of that's in the actual Bible. And there's like earlier stuff too, like uh, the their Hebrew version of like succubi. They're really weird. They're like I think I like. Lilith being one of them, the first wife of Adam. The way how they're depicted, though, I think it's like extremely different from like the modern version of succubus of a succubus as this hot, like sexy creature who wants to like make people coom. Whereas in like old, <laughs> as in old, whereas in the older depictions of a succubus, they're like these hideous creatures. I think the Hebrews and specifically they talk about how. Penetrating them was like penetrating a cavern of ice. How their vaginas were always leaking pus, semen, and uh, piss. They were disgusting creatures that would force their way with you. <laughs> Which makes them ten times scarier, if you ask me. You know, I think it's interesting uh, to see mythology changed a lot differently from its original source material. Yeah. Like the Little Mermaid. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of that. I mean, I feel like some of the, like the Grimm's tales have been changed quite a lot uh, to make them more child friendly. You know what it is, too? It's a lot of it's like what people do, right? Because people take will take myths, right? Incorporate yeah. into their writing changes that people's perception of that myth greatly. The next time I hear someone refer like a skinwalker and use it incorrectly, I'm going to fucking shit myself. <laughs> Because skinwalkers are a very specific type of witch, malevolent witch, mind you, for, I forget the name of the tribe, the specific, like, Indian Native American group, but it's it's very specific. Yet people use that nilly-willy, like nothing, to, like, usually refer to shapeshifters and just, like, it's not what a fucking skinwalker is, right? Yeah. Because it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? You're like taking someone else's like myth, right? And like just change it. But now like whenever like someone thinks about like uh, uh, fucking skinwalkers, they just think, oh, shapeshifter. Like kind of like how the Wendigo is like what's it called? Uh, they, they like people see as like some sort of antler monster creature thing. 
nowadays just because that's how it's usually depicted in a lot of like cinema and horror. Mm. Even though it may not be entirely accurate to what it was originally. I didn't know that's how it's pronounced. Do you know if that's right? Ouijigo? I think yeah. that's how it's pronounced in Algon. I don't even know. Well, I was going to say, language. I've heard Wendigo. Um, yeah, I think it's like I will say, I common... don't think that mythological creature gets enough uh, attention because, it, like, the designs of the artists given look cool as hell. Yeah. I think it's Wendigo's, like, the modern, uh, like, pronunciation of it in, like, English, but I think the Wendigo might be the more closer pronunciation to the original native language. Yeah, okay. I could be entirely wrong though, so don't quote me on that. Take my take my knowledge of a grain of salt. I only know that I do not know. Wendigos are also weird because they're also situational, like stories about kind of like metaphors for like human greed or, you know, when you're or human greed or like um, suffering through uh, these long cold winters, you know, hitting famine too. Hell, I'm pretty sure at one point Wendigos were just seen as like. Uh, what's it called? Um, we're seen as just like uh, synonyms for like the Yeti. Do you know quite reason. a lot of, about them? Wendigos? Yeah. Not really. I was I was gonna say you like the way you're describing. I was like, oh shit! I don't, I don't know anything about this. Here, um, here's so here's a funny creature. <laughs> Some cultures hold their mythology very dear to themselves. Yeah. Native Americans are known greatly for that. They do not like sharing their like uh their myth mythology to other people. They're very like uh, there's very like uh dear to them or sacred. I don't know what would be the proper term. Huh. Like the Ouijigos are also like kind of fall into that category, which is why I I don't know much about them. I also just haven't taken the time to like just be like go into like a deep dive into them. Uh, so you get like these little glimpses in like uh, pop culture. I mean, there was a what was that one video game that had them, right? You know what I'm talking about? The one like horror game that was like kind of like a B movie, where your decisions don't. shift. Uh, I think it was like House of Ash oh. movie game. Oh, oh, that's what you're talking about. I I thought it was uh, Until Dawn. Until Dawn, that's what's called. But wasn't it made by House of Ashes, like the House of Ashes uh, group production team or whatever it's called? I don't know. Well, either way, that's one of them. I'm pretty sure they appeared in like quite a few stories. Supernatural, I'm pretty sure, did a whole episode of the Windigo. Mm-hmm. Where I think they pronounce it as Windigo. I don't know. It's weird. Harry, this uh, is going to be the theme of this episode. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. I don't understand it. It's strange. <laughs> so how would you go about using mythology in your own writing? So, you know how I just talked about how, like, the natives don't like when you do that? Yes. I was going to say that it's, it's a very, like, slippery slope whenever you use mythology. Usually things like the Greek myths and Roman myths are usually fine because the people who actually, like, worship these deities and whatnot or believed in these myths are dead. But even then, I want to point out that new Hellenic, like neo Hellenicism, does exist, and there are people who do worship these gods still today. So even then, it's scary. Uh, there's also that time and Smite got in trouble because they do use the Hindu pantheon as for some of their characters, and they the Hindus did not like how they're the their versions of some of their gods. I think I did hear about that. Yeah, you got to be careful like whenever you do that. Honestly though, I think if you're creating a if you're creating your own story, you might as well create your own mythology. Lovecraft did it and look how well it turned out for him. His uh mythology has outlived him to the point where people still use it nowadays. Very true. Uh, again. <laughs> Although I do want to point out that some cultures don't mind as much. Uh Divine Comedy is literally just Bible fan fiction. And uh, people don't mind it as much. Although then they also get pissed off when Good Omens was made, which also is essentially Bible fan fiction. Mm. So I don't know. How do they feel about Paradise Lost? Paradise Lost is another one, I guess, that's also respected. But some people hate the fact that Lucifer is treated as a good guy. But the thing is, it's like if you read it, it's not so much as he is a good guy. He just has like the like traditionally heroic traits. Yeah, because the way they... Uh, do perspective in that one if yeah if you're gonna like write using other people's mythology or beliefs just be very careful 
Yeah. Ultimately, understand one thing, though, is like if you're a writer, you're never going to please everyone. You know, you're going to say write one thing or say one thing. And people are like, I don't really like that. And you're going to piss someone off. But, you know, it's not a bad thing. If you were to be like be worried about like every little thing in your story pissing people off, you wouldn't like you would not get very far in your writing. You would just be going back constantly rewriting things then having to rewrite them again and again and again and then you'll never get anything published then i'm pretty sure we had a conversation where i we were talking about i had an idea for a character and i said the name and you pointed something out to me that i did not realize oh, at all. i was yeah. telling a shape-shifting alien that who essentially is a troubadour that goes around collecting stories and songs and learning about other races but it like disguised itself as them, and I said his name was gonna be Jungler, or Jungler, as it would be pronounced. I probably also butchered that. Uh, and then you'd mentioned to me like, yeah, you know, like in the nineteen uh, what was it nineteen thirties, nineteen forties, nineteen sixties, that was also the name yeah. for an actor in white and blackface. I was like, well, fuck me. I didn't know that, and I'm pretty sure that if I were to ever like actually include that name in like in a story with a shape shifting alien, someone would probably wreck it. Would, like make the connection that I was not trying to make, and be pissed off. Am I, mean, I gonna yeah, go I'd change? Say, the it name? all depends on if how important the name is. Yeah, as you say, if I well, like at it all. Yeah, there. you have to like um, you have to draw the line somewhere. Uh, I think yeah. a good way is just getting like a sensitivity reader. I think it's what someone mentioned to me. You're going to write about something, maybe grab someone from that group of people to take a look at your story, see if they feel anything major about it. If it's okay, then it's okay. If they're like, oh, maybe you might want to change some things, then maybe take some of their advice, see if what you can change, fix it up a bit. Personally, I would make my own mythology because I, I just think that's way more fun than just lifting another one, you know? Yeah. If I'm going to make a shape-shifting creature, I'm not going to fucking call it a skinwalker. I'm going to give it another cool-ass name. I mean, I, you saying that makes me think of, like, because you can almost do, like, a replacement of the name and some features, and then it is almost yours. Yeah. Because there are very similar creatures in a lot of uh, media. Yeah, and there are very similar creatures in mythology. Vultures in general have, like, a lot of similarities. You'll find yeah. some unique differences between them, but there are some things which are also the same. I mean, like a lot of religions are like old, these old school pagan religions probably had a hunter deity, right? Especially considering yeah. like they, that's how they survived. Well, then they're not ripping each other off. They're just slightly different versions of a similar concept, like hunt the hunt. And if you create your own, you, you can name it your own thing and you, you don't have the, you don't take the risk of like insulting someone in the process, you know? Or pissing a group of people off, I should say. What about you, Anthony? What about me? Yeah, would you write your own mythology, or would you just like steal other people's? Bro, I would just, I'd steal it all. And, um, so I'll uh, say it depends. It depends on what I'm uh, writing the story about. I probably would, I think, create my own, uh, and depending on how much i want to get into it like i would make it very detailed or maybe it's like just i'm not going to bring it up that much and not very detailed at all i feel like you can put a lot of work into making mythology though mythology building is fun world building in general is very fun don't go with it any good uh american mythology you like anthony any good american trying to think i think the mothman's kind of cool but like I don't know, maybe I like it because, I don't know, West Virginia, bro. Yeah, I'll just say, like, like, there's a statue of him that makes him look cool as fuck. Yeah. Right? But, like, if you actually look, listen to, like, depictions of him, he does not look anything like that. He looks so fucking stupid. He, the, yeah. <laughs> the statue, I think, looks worse than the you way they describe so? him. Yeah, because they're like, oh, he's like big and covered in like fur or wings or something like that. And he's got glowing eyes. eyes. And the statue, bro, it just looks like an alien. The statue is like a generic alien creature. I I would love to see some like, I don't know, some like cool, like modern mythology of some kind. I I don't know exactly what that'd be, but if someone's like, whoa, I saw 
Florida man, yeah, bro. Florida man, that's my favorite mythology. Fucking Florida man would be fucking horrifying. <laughs> bro, that'd be a Dark Souls boss. But, like, in the bonus, like, after you kill all the other bosses. Oh, my God. After you kill God, you gotta kill the God inside of God, and it's just Florida man. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, be, yeah, I, I, I'd fucking... As he gets closer, in. music's playing. Fucking Blue Oyster Colts. <laughs> Um, so, anything else on mythology, Gabe? Mythology is a fun experience. You find some weird-ass stories, like the vagina one I mentioned. Yeah. I could second that. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I don't know any vagina ones like you. But, yeah. I, it just goes to show uh, you like, where my priorities are. Yeah. I love how mythology ties into culture and everything, like, a lot of today and a lot of what we see started from what was. Because a lot of mm-hmm. the stories and stuff kind of devolved. Devolved, they change, they influence a lot of things too. Yeah. Be careful when you use mytholo- other people's mythology. I don't think there's really much to else to add to that convo. Nah, I don't think so either. I've been Gabe. I've been Anthony. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. You can find our podcast on all major platforms. So, you know, get your friends on the gang. They have no excuses. We're even on YouTube where it's free. Uh, you can find us on all those at intros- the Introspection and Banter podcast. We also have an Instagram at intro.banter where I post updates of when our new episodes come out. And you can hit us up on Gmail at intro.banter at gmail.com if you guys want to see a topic discussed feel free to hit us up you can leave a comment dm us on social media write in at gmail uh if you have criticism feedback we look at that as well we are always trying to make our podcast a little bit better every day